0: Given today's technology, I assume that it's possible to make a human look like a wolf or a coyote or something. It has to be possible. I don't know how, maybe through costuming or makeup technology, somehow we must be able to convince a pack of animals that we are one of them. So I was thinking about this. Say you get, okay, let's just say it's me. It's me. You dress me up in fur, you give me pointy ears, you give me a tail, you you give me like a full bodysuit, and I I, I transform into a wolf. Do surgery if you need to, it doesn't matter, just make me look like a wolf, and then drop me in a place wherever wolves live, in Wolverhampton, (laughs) fuck, that's really not funny. Drop me in Wolverhampton with a load of wolves, okay, and see if they believe that I'm one of them. But, okay, so then I go amongst the wolves, and I I get in with one of their groups because I'll overhear their conversations, and then the scientists can decode what they're saying, and they'll say, all right, they mentioned Mark. Mark is one of the wolves. So I'll show up, I'll learn their language, and however they communicate... In wolf tongue, I'll tell them, oh, I'm a friend of Mark's. And they'll say, all right, okay, hmm. Do you know this guy? No, 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 I've never seen him before. Looks a bit weird. Yeah, I'm sure he's grand, he knows Mark. All right, so I'm in with the wolves then. And my name's Brian. Not that that's relevant, but let's just say my wolf name is Brian. So I'm, I'm amongst them, I've kind of gained their trust, but I, I stick around with them for two years two years every single day i'll be eating leaves and grass (laughs) whatever whatever wolves eat and in the middle of the night i'll sneak away turn back into my human self if possible i'll have a steak and some chips and then before they wake up i'll be back in wolf mode so then this is what i want to know after two years of doing this and gaining their trust and making them believe that I am truly one of them, imagine the scenario. It's a normal Tuesday. We're all around eating a dead pigeon or something, having our dinner. And this whole time they know me as Brian. This guy is a wolf. I'm just a wolf. I'm not a guy. Just a wolf. Just a normal wolf. Speaks the wolf language. Perfectly normal. Nothing, nothing to question there. We're all eating dinner. Uh, Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, very nice. And I look up and I say in English, Hmm, that's good. What would their reaction be? What would a real life wolf do in that scenario where it's fully convinced that this person is a good friend, longtime friend of Mark? He's fully convinced that this is a wolf and given the incredibly... ...convincing prosthetics that I'm wearing. There's just no possible way that that couldn't be true. And then I lift my head and I just speak English. And I get up on my two legs and I just walk away... ...with a stick carrying a little white bag full of my belongings. And I say, well... ...so long, guys. It was nice knowing you. And I walk off into the sunset. What would they do? I. It's been bothering me so much. I would. I need to know... I don't think they'd run away. I think they would kind of double take, then have a look and say, no, no, no. I don't think they'd be immediately scared because the idea, they would think that something's wrong with their wolf friend. They might, they might try and help me. It, it would never occur to them that I'm a human, I don't think. And I was thinking this because I was cycling home a couple nights ago Okay, this was like two weeks ago. And it was a Saturday night, and I was coming home from town. And I remembered, oh, yeah, it's Saturday night. Everyone on the streets are absolutely pissed drunk. So I was cycling along, and I passed this group of British tourists. And they were outside a pub, and they were all gathered around this little phone. And whatever they were watching, they were absolutely pissing themselves laughing in in their British tongue, like... Ho, 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 ho! Quite funny! And as passing by, I stopped at the lights and I thought, Oh, I really want to know what they're looking at. Whatever it is, it's hilarious. I might not get it, it might be an inside joke. But, oh, they're really busting their bollocks there. Like, I'm very curious about whatever that is. And for a moment, I thought, Well, okay, they're piss drunk. I'm not, but... Maybe I can just walk over there, pretend I'm drunk, and they might invite me in on the joke. But what I thought might, at the time, might be a better idea is, what if I just walked up to them and just started laughing? Just just in the back of the group of five people and just, Ha ha ha, oh yes, oh quite. Well, obviously their reaction would be, who the fuck are you? Get away from us. You fucking weirdo. With your cycling jacket and your helmet. Fuck off. Is what the reaction would be. And that's a perfectly normal animal instinct. And that made me think. What if a group of wolves. Or a group of hyenas. Are laughing at. Whatever they laugh at. Whatever they find funny. They're all laughing at that. What if I go over. As a human like. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Ah, yes, 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 the old uh, the old tree joke, the old tree gag there, very funny. They would also tell me to fuck off. But is there a society of humans or otherwise where you can just do that, where you can just walk up to a group of that animal and just join in? We're all, we're all very, we have our walls up, people. We've built the walls around us. Life is a river,
1: but then we turn around and put up our walls.
0: Yeah, uh, that's not really... I'm not really making that point. It's just something that came to mind. It's totally rational and reasonable thing to do. But you know, actually, there's quokkas. Quokkas. In Australia. Quokkas. In the west part of Australia, there's this little island where these animals known as quokkas live, and they're being heavily protected by the, the powers that be over in, in the Quokka part of Australia, off the coast. And they're these cute little rat-looking things, animals. They were actually mistaken for rats when that place was first founded by Dutch colonizers. It was called Rotnest, which is, you know, Dutch for rat's nest because they thought these were giant, friendly-looking rats. But no, they were quokkas, and they're these cute little animals that only exist in that part of the world, and they have no predators, and they don't prey on anything. So they eat natural things, like leaves and grass, like what the wolves eat. And you can go over there, and they're known as the selfie animals or something like that, because they're not afraid of humans. They they like humans. Can you believe it? So you can just go over there, take pictures with them and they have this cute little smile and you rub them on the head but you probably don't because you're not really supposed to touch them and then they run off and do their thing. They don't attack you, you don't attack them. Nice animals. Well, there has been a number of cases where they attack people but by and large they're the only animal that are just like Yeah, you look alright. Yeah, you can hang out here, we don't mind. There would be absolutely no problem if they were standing around watching a YouTube video if you just joined in. Yeah, that's nice. Quackers. On today's show, we have John Barker of Totally Irish on 98FM. And just like every other guest, he said Jesus Christ a lot. Every time I brought up a new segment, it was, oh God, what the fuck is this going to be? So it was a good interview in my eyes. <laughs> Hopefully... It was uncomfortable and distressing to some extent. That's what we go for here on the Pocket Hole Podcast. But anyway, without further delay, he's promoting this totally Irish... Oh, yeah. So he's promoting this showcase that he's doing in the Button Factory tomorrow, on Tuesday the 29th of October. And I'm releasing this on Monday so that everyone can go to that tomorrow. It actually sounds great. I'm, and I don't have to say that. I feel no obligation to say... That other people's stuff is good on the show. But no, it it sounds really good. Bullet Girl, Toy Girl, Sink and Monkey are the four bands playing. It's free admission and it's on at 8 o'clock. It's in the Button Factory. Really great venue. But anyway, enough of promoting other people's stuff. It's time for
1: the Pocket Hole Podcast with your host, PDF Pocket Hole. Welcome to the Pocket Hole Podcast.
0: Hello, you're listening to The Pocket Hole Podcast, a show about music psychology. I'm joined by John Barker of 98FM's Totally Irish show. John is a most beloved character in the Irish music scene. Totally Irish broadcasts every Sunday evening and features interviews with Irish artists. Plus... All the freshest tracks from artists such as PDF Pocket Hole, and yes. and others. Never. Uh, only PDF Pocket Hole. Yes. So John, Mr. Pocket Hole, Monsieur Pocket Hole, actually, I should say. Monsieur Pocket uh, yeah. Your show is uh, it's it's so bad. Okay, this. listen to this. It's so bad. It should be called Totally Boring with
2: Jan Barker. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Welcome back like to Comedy them? Central. <laughs> Dear God, did you how, wake up how, in the middle of the night and just think of that? In oh, fairness, I've never heard that before. So really? I, yeah. No, it's, I so, actually, it's so bad. I've never heard. It
0: before. I actually, I thought of the totally boring thing and I laughed to myself. But then <laughs> later on that night, I was having a shower. Yeah. Thought of the yawn, the yawn barkers Like that's good. Yawn Barker.
2: Good. I do like
0: that. So, so you're you're a presenter. You present from time to time.
2: Well, every, <laughs> not just every every time, on a regular basis, on a Sunday night, on ninety eight hmm. FM between nine and
0: eleven. So you you dabble. You dabble.
2: I, I dibble, dabble, double, and I have done for, I'd say at this stage for probably the guts of fifteen years. But in for in terms of ninety-eight FM, in terms of totally Irish, I've done that for nearly ten years.
0: So, in your professional experience, how was that for an intro?
2: It was. It was. Um, wait, have we started yet? Yeah. The, yeah. Sorry, I, th- I thought we were just testing out the mics here. <laughs> well, I'm engaged, and I, I, I hope everybody listening is is still engaged.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm working out the kinks, you know, because I've been told that insulting the guest in, in the first two minutes, bad idea. No, you not at all. You should save it for later on.
2: Not at all. I'm still waiting for the insult.
0: Oh, okay. I'm still waiting for okay, the Okay, great, 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 Bring out the big guns. Well, I was hoping just in your professional experience, like, could you just introduce the show for me? Yeah. Uh, just hold on. I'll, I'll just play the theme tune again.
1: Welcome to the Pocket hall Podcast.
2: <laughs> Hello, I am... No, wait, 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 wait. My name is John Barker, and you're listening to the Pocket Hole Podcast. Mate, you make it look so easy, it, effortless. Uh, some might say, yes, that's the word, effortless. I'm glad you
0: said that because, yeah, it, it, it is. It is quite difficult. Who wrote this? Who? Who wrote what?
2: <coughs> Sorry, I've given it. I've given it away. Have
0: I? Yeah, I, John brought in his own script <laughs> for the for the start of the show. I did. I would have thought you'd be able to remember that off by heart. Just that small little phrase there—you stumbled over your words at, at the start. Yeah, really. yeah. Here, listen. We'll 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 give it another go.
1: Welcome to the Pocket Hole Podcast.
2: Hello, my name is Jan Barker, and you're listening to the Pocket Hole Podcast—the worst show in the whole world. No, 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 no. We've got a really crap show for you lined up tonight, folks. Here's what's coming up on this week's show. What's coming up? Well, that's all you wrote. You didn't write anything else. I didn't write that. Come on in.
0: I said, my name is John Barker and you're listening to the Pocket Hole Podcast. The best show in the world. The best. Oh, shit. Sorry, man. Yeah. And then you don't even have a coming up?
2: No. Well, I presume I'm coming up Uh, here. Well, the the coming up's on the inside. I actually do feel like I'm coming up here at the moment. Oh, improvise. You want me to improvise? Yeah. Well, on tonight's show, we have got an incredible interview tonight with none other then Mr. Pocket Hole himself, PDF Pocket Hole. So it's it's taken me months and months and months to get this interview, and I'm delighted to say that I've got him in the studio tonight, and wait till you hear what I'm going to be asking him, and wait till you hear his stories that he has to tell. They involve many, many different things. Illegal prostitution being top of the list. (laughs) The crowd loves that one. The crowd goes wild for that. This is beautiful. I have to point out as well that he said, I'm only going to do it in one condition that I get to do it naked. And that's why we
0: have come in naked. As I said, people are requesting a video podcast. I just,
2: there's only one place to put that video podcast, you know? And we have the air conditioning on here in in the studio, and I'm hoping that's why your nipples are so hard. (laughs) Because otherwise, I'm feeling really uncomfortable here. Actually, and I don't know why you're erect. It's, I really it's a condition. don't know why you're erect.
0: It's a condition.
2: Like, you should never get erect during an interview. Yeah, it's been it like kills that for. Everything.
0: Listen, let's start this podcast off with a couple of questions. A couple of questions what are asked quite quickly, but please feel free to elaborate afterwards. So, there's a couple of questions that are asked quite quickly. Dear God. But please
2: feel free to elaborate. Why did I say yes to this? Okay, so How do you get around? I don't know, really I kind of just Wake up in the morning mm. And Good start See Which way My life takes me, I guess Wow Yeah Well. Wow. This is why you have a show mm. This is why you
0: have a show mm. Totally Irish uh, Sundays Every 9 Sunday 11 night Between PM. 9 and 11 Are you afraid of dying?
2: Yeah, of course I'm afraid of dying mm. Definitely a- Everybody says that Everybody yeah. says that. Well, why wouldn't you be afraid of that?
0: It's probably the worst thing that can happen to a person.
2: Particularly if you don't believe in reincarnation. And I, I, mm. and I know that you don't, because you've told me before that you're an atheist. I, so. No, I didn't. You did tell me that. What did I say No, verbatim? Come on. You, you said, uh, hi, I'm an atheist. I may have said something
0: along those lines. Okay, are you an atheist? No. What are you? I, I don't believe in God. But well, I don't feel like I feel like putting a label on that is strange, you know. I'm not part of a group of people that doesn't believe in God. I just I just don't, you know. It's my own. It's, I just so don't. By definition, partake.
2: you're an atheist. Hmm.
0: Is an atheist someone who actively doesn't believe in God? I feel like I'm just not part of the discussion. Like I'm just a gray area outside there. Like.
2: Yeah, but you still don't believe in God. No. No. Rants. Next question. <laughs> How do you get around? Bike yeah
0: yeah everywhere pretty much yeah I like to do a little bit of an anecdote at the start of the show but every single week it just starts with I was cycling here and
2: so you need to have like a, a different form of transport just well, to mix I just, up your anecdotes no I just need
0: to do more things than just cycle places I think that's what it, that's what I was thinking about on the way here on my bike
2: where do you cycle here oh this, that's it <laughs> uh, yeah
0: cycle to the shop Cycled to Kerry? No, I cycled in Kerry around the ring. Yeah. We talked about that.
2: See, this is why you have your, your own podcast.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think Michael Jackson did it?
2: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> everyone
0: says that as oh, well. no, definitely. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I'm not going to... I don't try and be different than anybody else. And nor do I care what anybody else says. So if I answer the same way as everybody else, I don't care. I, I'm pleasantly i pleasantly surprised. He did I, I by just, what? By the documentary? No, by the fact that everyone thinks he did it. Oh. <laughs> Or the, the fact
0: well, that, that everyone says he does. Do you think he did it? Well, of course. Yeah. But this is the strange thing is that, you know, a, a month or two ago, you just couldn't talk about it. You know? Whether yeah. he did it or not, he just it's a touchy subject. Just don't play his music on the radio and don't talk about it. And it was a really big thing. And then after two months, everyone's like, yeah, back to being a diddler.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't ever re- remember people not, not talking about him like that. Well, yeah. I don't know what you and your mates are like, and what you guys talk about. But <laughs> Michael but Jackson
0: did what? <laughs> they, what? But for, there was just this brief time a couple months ago where it was a big thing. Yeah, that Michael well, following Jackson,
2: the documentary that, that came out, I know. But like, what changed? The documentary came out, and people saw for themselves these two survivors or two victims who, despite the fact that they were quite cold-hearted, in maybe their analysis of what of, of the br- of. brutal. Things that had happened to them by, um, by the King of Pop himself. By the, by the King of Pop himself, people still kind of said, "Yeah, he's he's well." We we thought he was guilty anyway, but now this kind of confirms it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. It's okay. not really topical anymore, though. This, no, this it's is not. Why, this is. I'm curious now as to why you're you're, you're it's, bringing. It's kind of like up.
0: it's kind of like you know when like a, a video game comes out, it's like sixty or whatever. If you wait a year, that'll be in the bargain bin for like twenty euro. No, I like to do. take the hot topics and leave them just leave them for a while let them sit <laughs> <Leave> them. <laughs> and then bring them back up and see how controversial they really are actually this is an interesting one this is, this is a follow up that I wasn't expecting from the TPM episode
2: did you ask T- the TPM lads this? yeah what uh, did they say? hang on I'll let me have a listen back to the podcast hang on a second
0: <laughs> we'll be right back folks we'll be right back their, their, their point was this was that if Michael Jackson thinks he's a kid then why did he want to have sex with other kids? When we were kids, we just wanted to play with Lego. We didn't want to be having our asses filled by the King of Pop.
2: <laughs> it's a valid point.
0: But they they said this. They said, uh, "Yeah, and David Bowie, David Bowie as well."
2: Yeah. What about David Bowie? He's a paedophile. Who said well, that?
0: They said that, and I, the I was TBM lads. Yeah. And what did you say then? Well, I didn't say anything because I need to do my research but I was I was have you shocked. done your research? I did my research And what did you find out? Found out yeah he's a bit of a pedophile. In what way? In that he had sex with children. <laughs> so you don't know about this? No I don't know. Yeah this. I i had no I thought they were making this up and I looked up David Bowie pedophile and there's articles upon articles. Apparently Jimmy Page was at it as well. And it was just a common thing. And was he was he convicted of anything? No, it was one of those rock star things, you know. Everybody did it,
2: you know? I'm I'm absolutely 100% making no comment on any of this.
0: Yeah, that was that was why I didn't say anything at well, the time. Well, you were right not to. But and now, now
2: you're after undoing all the good work. Yeah. Yeah. Last time you drank a negan? Jesus. Last time I drank a nagon was... <laughs> Last time I drank a nagon was probably a couple of years ago. Yeah. Mm. Dr- drank a as uh I went to uh, a Leinster match and brought a nagon in. And that was probably the last time. In a flask freezing. or
0: in the actual
2: no, in a bottle flask. that you yeah. bought it? No, I, I put mm. it in a hip flask. What do you think of shushing? In in general, at gigs? At gigs? Uh, specifically this, at are, gigs. Are we going to talk about music? Uh, mm. Okay, at gigs I think that um, it is 100% accept- acceptable. I've been, I've been oh. shushed, shushed so many times at gigs. You think um, other
0: people find it acceptable?
2: No, well, you asked me, what, what do I think about it? You think it's acceptable? For people to shush other people? Yeah. I think it's 100% acceptable. Oh, I see. That's not controversial.
0: No, no, I was Come just told now. that you hated shushing. Who, who said that? Oh, I'm not telling. <laughs> who said that? <laughs> I'm not telling. Is that Sizz?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sizz, how could you? In fairness, she said, I think. Yeah, I well, think. she's
2: right. I think did we we went to a, a gig before and um, we, who was it? Who the fuck did Little we go to? see? Little green cars in Vickers Street at Christmas time. Yeah, and we were told to shush because we we turned up pretty hammered. Yeah, so that's fair enough. So you don't you didn't mind the shushing? I hate shushing. I love it. I hate shushing. Yeah. You do you like being shushed? Well, yeah. If I'm annoying everybody else, yeah, I don't. That's that's fair enough.
0: Yeah. In fairness, I don't like annoying everybody else. I will admit that.
2: When are we doing the podcast? By the way. Uh, When are you free? (laughs) Yeah, I can come back in tomorrow if you want. Yeah, we should. We could do it now. Well, you know what? I'm here now. We might as well. Yeah, okay. So you're listening to the podcast. Okay, so welcome to the latest edition of Pocket Hole Podcast. My name is John Barker, and I'm delighted to say that tonight. Now, go on. Question seven. Jesus Christ. Is that only. (laughs) Have we only done
0: six? I think I skipped a few. I'm not sure. I'm not,
2: not keeping track. Question seven. Do you love your wife? 100% 100% I love my wife. I, I got married a few weeks ago mm. in um, a place called Ericeira, uh-huh. which is north of Lisbon. Whoa. And we got married in a, a vineyard called uh, Quinta de Santana. Say and that again? Quinta de Santana. <laughs> and I know that you didn't ask me this question so I could talk about my wedding. Oh, no. Well, however, I... I'm going to fucking do it. So how long have I got? Yeah, <laughs> We're running out of tape space on the, of on the the <laughs> analog <laughs> machine. Good. Okay, do you
0: feel for lack of a better word, like the magic of listening to an album when you're a kid, the imagination that you have with it, do you think that seeps over into how much you enjoy that as an adult? Are you kind of trying to recapture that? You're always
2: trying to recapture it, I think. You're always trying to, and you can never get it you know that that feeling of when you when you first get into music when you're a teenager in your early twenties and you just you, you hear this album and it, it doesn't even have to be a, a new album a recent one it could mm. be something that you've discovered from 60s, 70s, whatever it is and you go holy fuck this is amazing and you listen to it over and over again and then two weeks later you're still listening to it yeah. and I have to say one of the few albums that I've I've really it, that have really reminded me of of what it was like to to fall in love with music and and to to listen to an album and just feel like Pure Relation came out this year oh. by Fontaine's DC. Oh. And that reminded me. I mean, that's the type of music that I, I would have really got into when I was, say, 16, 17, 18. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. So when I when I listened to that the first few times, obviously I, I knew the singles, but when I listened to the whole album from start to finish, bar maybe the the, the very last song, which is slightly different to the rest of it, but it it was just uh, yeah it brought me back to i was listening to it going fuck yeah this this is this is me like 17 again this is yeah. me 18 again and i think when you go and see them live it's 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 the same kind of feeling and i think that's why when you go and see them live there's there's a lot of dudes in their 30s and 40s and um, probably in their 50s as well who are trying to recapture they're getting that their nostalgia yeah they're getting that yeah. nostalgia
0: buzz uh, most of my favorite bands are from ireland or from dublin mm. and it's just it's bizarre that I don't know why, but it just feels like local music isn't gonna be the best thing you've ever heard. But then so many bands come out, like Girl Band. Yeah. First time I heard them, like they just released like their first EP or whatever, listened to and was like, holy shit, it's my favorite thing that I've ever heard. And they're just from across the pond. Like,
2: so some of my favorite albums this year have come from from Irish acts. So Girl Band, Fontaines. DC, I absolutely adore the, the Junior Brother yeah. album, Pull the Right Rope, and I know you had him on here. I love. I went to see the uh, album launch for Squarehead's new album uh, a couple of weeks ago on the Workman's Club. Scope, and I've listened to that album so much since I saw it. It's a really, really good album. I love Tandem Felix's new album. I love the new Dahi album. Yeah, it's been a really good year for for Irish albums, and Jape only announced yesterday that he's releasing a new album. Really? And I'm a huge yeah. fan of Jape. It's coming out in a few weeks' time. But this is the thing about like the Irish music scene. Things are so much better now than they were five years ago. And five years ago, things were so much better than they, than they were five years before yeah. that. There's been such a, a development, like an overall development in terms of quality, but also in terms of like the amount of acts that are now getting to the stage in their careers where they're releasing albums. Whereas before, yeah. there would have been a lot of acts. Maybe they would have released a couple of EPs, and then that would have been it. But there's so many acts now releasing albums. Uh, this must be the best year ever for uh, album releases from Irish acts. It's it's incredible. But then it's going to get better and better. It's going to keep improving. A lot uh, of acts are really and work.
0: they're all they're all releasing vinyl as well, which I've noticed that. Mm.
2: You're a fan of vinyl. You told me this before. Well, as well as uh, you, you, you said I'm an atheist. and I love vinyl. <laughs>
0: Hello, uh, I'm PDF Pocket Hole. I'm an atheist, and I love vinyl yeah. and long walks on the beach. Actually... You never said that bit. Well, you have to get to know me better. I mean, you're asking me for my PPS number earlier, now you're asking me for uh, my yeah. religious views and my vinyl taste. It's
2: hard to hold a record player, though, when you're walking down the beach. <laughs> That's the only problem I have.
0: Full disclosure, I have one vinyl record. No, two. Technically three, because one's a double album. Just when you had Girlband on your show, Alan was saying how they crafted their album in terms of side A and side B. And I thought, fuck, my granddad has a, a record player. I'll just buy the thing, like I'm a fan of the band, I'll, I'll enjoy looking at the artwork, if nothing else. But when I actually put the record in and put the needle on the groove, I was like, holy shit, this this reminds me of like buying CDs when I was a kid. But that appeal was long gone. Like, buying CDs isn't fun anymore for mm. me, because... Yeah, why would you? The artwork's tiny. The CD quality isn't great. I my fucking CD player has this whir.
2: I can really understand. Annoying. I can understand though the the rediscovered love of vinyl because if all if all we're doing nowadays is just streaming music and whatever format, it's you're like pressing a button. The whole physical act of whereas before yeah. you, you would have put a CD, CD in but into your CD player, but now the whole physical act of taking the vinyl out of the cover, yeah, putting it, putting it on like that that is that whole process. It uh, leads to the the enjoyment of of listening Absolutely. to music, so.
0: and it, and it feels like okay, this is an event now. Like I've yeah. spent like forty five seconds of preparing this, but putting a song on Spotify <laughs> is like it's like breathing.
2: Yeah, and it's yeah. so flippant as well. You 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 know, obviously you can change as much as you want. Whereas you, yeah, once yeah, you put yeah. that vinyl on, you're kind of sitting there going, right, I'm yeah. fucking stuck with this now. Can't so. skip tracks. Can't skip. Whatever. I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy it.
0: Also, since it's in my granddad's house, I have to just go to his house and sit in that boring fucking room and have the speakers in front of me. How's your granddad doing?
2: How is he? He's good. He's
0: 80-something. Is he really? And he has a much more active social life and...
2: Don't say. uh, Than you. Yeah. Oh, shit. No,
0: the guy is like a machine. He plays tennis, he plays golf, he goes cycling. Amazing. Yeah, what a guy. Mm. So, back to John. Would you rather have 10,000 euro or eat both of your
2: hands? (sighs) Well, I... Clearly, would would like to eat both of my hands. Is that what TPM said? That's what nobody said. Nobody says that.
0: Yeah. Nobody ever says that. And it, it's actually, it was bothering me. Mm. I thought no one would ever say it. It's so obvious that that's the answer.
2: Well, it would be because if, what are you going to do with 10 grand? Yeah, pay you're gonna to eat. it. You're going to spend it, you're going to do something with it, and yeah. then it's gone. Where at least if you chew off both of your hands It was a chew chew them off uh, well if eat or chew chewing well, it's even it's better going, well there's going to be a, an element of chewing and, yeah exactly going on there because you want to enjoy you, it well at least you've done something yeah and there's a you're, you're going to have something afterwards to look at and go well you know what I, I actually did something. something I accomplished yeah. something that's the word I was looking and for and
0: the I ironic bit it. is if you do take the 10 grand you're just going to eat your hands anyway you would oh. have 10 grand and no hands true True.
2: I see you thought about this. I can imagine you last night Googling (laughs) the 50 hardest questions Great
0: podcast
2: questions. When you invited me in here, you said, we're going to talk about music for an hour. And I was like, okay, count me in. And so far, we've talked about child molesters. (laughs) We've talked about atheists. We've talked about your hard nipples. And my granddad. Your granddad, that was, I enjoyed I wish
0: it. those two things weren't I, together on the list. God, I hope
2: he's not listening. Does he listen to the podcast? I
0: don't think he knows what a podcast is. Favourite website with the word hub in the title?
2: Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Motorhub. <laughs> Motorhub is my favourite website. One of my mates, Darren was, Tuma, he used mm. to be editor of it. Uh, I don't know if it's still going, but um, whenever, whenever mm-hmm. I wanted to look at it, like a really, really big, sexy car. With like, a big, black I was on exhaust own. pipe. Yeah. When I came home and everybody else was out and I had a few minutes to myself, I always went on to Motorhub and boy, oh boy, did I enjoy it. Back What's in... yours? Uh, probably go for Pornhub.
0: Back in 2009,
2: oh, Jesus.
0: you wanted to record a Christmas single with a super group of Irish musicians. <laughs> 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 How did that go?
2: I never did it. No, what no. happened
0: to that, that idea?
2: Oh, no, I know, I I just it never came around, so um
0: Had you forgotten about it? Or
2: No, no, no. no still no. want to do it? No, no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I actually really really hate Christmas singles and I hate if anybody's listening, I hate getting them sent into the show. And I've never once played a Christmas song as far as I know, anyway, on the show. And last week, not, not even last week, what day is it? Anyway, on Monday I got sent my first Christmas song of the year. Uh, like to be played on Totally Irish wait it, so are October. people sending
0: original Christmas yes, songs
2: well in October
0: but aren't Christmas songs just made for the royalty checks right yeah, I mean yeah. it's not really no one gives a shit about the actual making a Christmas song they just want like
2: yeah.
0: yearly income it's, uh, yeah but yeah. you're not gonna make yearly income by being by making a Christmas song
2: no it's like you know releasing charity singles yeah, yeah. no not, no, not, I'm not having any of it I'm not going to be playing them. Christmas FM I'm sure they might Oh might yeah fit true somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like wow. Christmas FM I never really gave it a chance I just listen to the
0: The Beach Boys Christmas album Every year On yeah. repeat All, all you, the time
2: I mean Christmas FM Comes on every December So like the 1st of December yeah. You're driving in to wor- Sorry You're cycling <laughs> You're cycling oh, you, you around can't, With a mask on your head <laughs> And you're like Jingle bells Jingle bells My nipples are hard <laughs> <laughs> how do you sleep at night pretty good actually yeah yeah pretty good yeah usually on my I start off on my uh, right hand side so I sleep on my side so I start off on, on my right hand side <laughs> and I have this thing where I'll do it for maybe a couple of minutes and then I'll go on to my left and boom you don't sleep on show the back. time no never never do you ever never. get
0: the, the demons sitting on your chest no I don't.
2: sleep paralysis well, if I do, I don't. I never remember them, oh. and I don't really get nightmares either. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I don't remember my dreams. I don't even know why I go to fucking bed. To be honest, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what goes on. Do you there. get tired? Do you ever get tired? Yeah, I don't sleep. Like I'll sleep for probably. I'm sure nobody's interested in this, but I, like I, I, I might sleep for. I usually get maybe six hours sleep. Cool. How come you don't do more gigs? Uh. <laughs> Getting into some stuff here. Uh, well, this is what this podcast is about. Yeah, Why it is. Why don't you do more It's gigs? exactly. Uh, I mean, I, look, like, I, I've known you for a few months. Mm-hmm. I've never seen you perform live. Yeah, because... Uh, and I know you've said already you're, you're introverted and you like to stay at home. But again, it's you all, do a podcast because people want to listen to it. You release music yeah, because people want to listen to the music. And they're going to want to see you perform in live. Well, I'll tell you what. It took me about three years to release a single. Or anything
0: at all, and i actually I've made seventeen episodes of a podcast that I never released, so technically, this show's on episode like twenty five or something I'm extremely self critical I practice all the time I was practicing for gigs yesterday, mm. and if I mess up one song, like okay, now I need to go back the next day, get the whole thing perfect, and then if I do that like three times in a row, then I can do a gig yeah it's like a full metal jacket,
2: but yeah. the, doing it at, like doing it at home is obviously. Not the same as no in no. front of a, an audience. Well, I go
0: to a rehearsal studio, so it's as close as you can get. But um, also, I don't really like going outside. I just I don't go out really to gigs or anything. So do you not
2: go out to gigs?
0: Nah, oh, like dude. if I do go, I'll go by myself.
2: Yeah, so you won't be shushed. Yeah, you're with mates. Exactly, I have shush-
0: a chronic fear of shushing. Yeah, that's yeah. that's why I don't do gigs. Yeah, afraid of well. getting shushed.
2: You should do gigs.
0: I'm working on it. I am working See, on it.
2: See, I was teeing this up for you to say, yeah, well, actually, I'm doing something in oh, I don't
0: know if I can talk about that yet.
2: All right, sorry about that.
0: So, Johnny, can
2: I can I call you Johnny? You might as well.
0: I like John better. Yeah. So, John, a common trope of most interviews, you might be familiar with this, is that the guest usually doesn't get to decide what to talk about. Mm-hmm. But here at the Pocket Oil Podcast, we're not like that. Oh, we're a progressive show. No, progressive sounds too pretentious. Revolutionary. We're a revolutionary show. This God isn't. Almighty. It's
2: not a dictator cast. It's it a
0: dipodcracy
2: No, that's. It should be a dictator cast. Yes. Uh, come on. You. You are the captain of this ship. I am one of these. You're the guest. You're the guest. I'm a passenger who clearly got on the wrong <laughs> ship.
1: The time has come to choose your topic of conversation. <laughs> oh.
0: Okay, so I have four topics that you can choose. Oh Christ! You can pick one of these. Okay, this is this is your time to. This you can do what you want here. Okay. Okay. All right. So one. Yes. <clears throat> the Turkish government's refusal to acknowledge the Armenian genocide.
2: Oh, for fuck's sake!
0: Are you writing this down?
2: Uh, no, I'm not even going to write that one down because <laughs> that's that's
0: a. Second one's easier to write. Remember and write down. Right. Number two, abortion. Could talk about that if you want.
2: Christ.
0: Number three, yes. we've kind of covered this already, but David Bowie, pedophile. Oh,
2: come on, man. I number
0: wasn't planning on talking about that, but you brought it up, so.
2: Number four better be good, dude.
0: Okay, number four, we could talk about, you probably don't want to talk about this. So Ti- I don't want to talk about any of them. You, we could talk about Tilt, the Totally Irish Live Tuesdays.
2: Oh, thank God. Oh, you, know, you know about Tilt. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm absolutely sweating here.
0: Tell me about Tilt. What is this?
2: Well, Tilt is a new, I'm glad you asked. Tilt is a new free monthly showcase event and it's come to my attention over the last few months that there aren't a huge amount of full band showcase gigs. I mean, we've always had those singer-songwriter nights and obviously there's a lot of them still going you've got the, the Ruby sessions is, is, is really mm. good but it's kind of like stripped back but there's in terms of full band showcase events there's there's not that many. There are some really good ones out there there's one that uh, actually totally Irish sponsors called Soma. Yeah. It's on once a month in, in Whelan's. We Bloom is a really good one in um, the Workman's Club twice a month but there should be more. There needs to be more. I mean, With there's the so amount many of else. Irish
0: acts out there. Yeah, I know
2: it's, it's incredible. So um, I had a meeting with some of the guys that work in the Sound Training Centre in Temple Bar and they pitched an idea to me about a new showcase event that they wanted to be to be involved in called Tilt, Totally Irish Live Tuesdays. And initially I was like, mm, I'm not really sure if that's something that, that I want to do. But then they explained to me the the package that each act is, is going to get. And so four bands... 4 acts will be performing at Tilt every month. They'll get an opportunity to perform live in the Button Factory, which is like one of the best venues, obviously, around. They get a pre-production day the week before the gig to make sure that their, their lighting, costume, sound is absolutely perfect for the big night. They get a professionally made video of one of their songs from the night. They get a day's recording in Sun Studios, and they'll also get the opportunity to appear on Totally Irish so in terms of and loads of promo as well so in terms of what each act gets it's it, it's a really really good it's amazing, deal yeah like it's when really you told me
0: about it I, I, I saw a post about a showcase and you know it's one of those things where you're kind of like scrolling through it on the internet and you're like oh cool you leave it in the back of your mind and then you kind of come back to it when there's more promo but then I thought about it and when I asked you about it and you told me all the shit that's going into it, like the pre production and the videos and everything with sound training college. Holy shit. I've never I've never heard of something like that. And the fact that it's free admission.
2: Thing. It's it's free and so the Obviously, this podcast is going out on on the Monday. So tomorrow, tomorrow night, the first one takes place, which is Tuesday, October the twenty ninth. And the four acts that are going to be performing at it are Sink, Toy Girl, Bullet Girl, and Monkey. they let me tell you, I've done load. I've been, I've gone to a load of gigs <laughs> the last few weeks. It's, it's been so much fun. Sometimes with my mates. Um, and sometimes on my on my own, just doing that whole scouting thing where you're standing in the corner checking out support acts. <laughs> with your acts duffel jacket, with yeah. The, yeah, with the the, the clipboard with and your hat like that. that says "press" on a little yeah. cardboard <laughs> Get, getting strange looks from from other people in the audience. But the the four bands that are playing tomorrow night, sync are a, like a five piece uh, prog rock band. Uh, really, really, really good. Toy Girl. Are a five-piece kind of pop rock band. I saw playing the Workman's Club a few weeks ago. Bullet Girl. Are if you're into your kind of fast-paced two-three minute uh, punk songs, then then these guys uh, are your are your man. And Monkey are the last act they're going to be playing in there. Kind of like a a rock funk band. Mm. Super talented as well. And they um, they appeared on Totally Irish last night. All four of them lovely to meet them but it's it's giving them that opportunity to appear on radio as well to raise their profile before they've even gotten onto the stage in the mm. in the button factory so yeah it's called tilt it's going to be happening every month and uh in terms of the the style and the sound and the genres of the bands that are going to be appearing every month uh it, it's going to be something different so hip-hop acts soul acts and then the month after we'll have possibly electronic acts or something like that mm. so we're going to try and mix it up as much as possible Yeah. we we only I guess started publicising Tilt two three weeks ago and I've been like inundated with loads and loads cool. and loads of emails from people that are interested which kind of just goes to show we need more of these yeah yeah we, of we course we need so many because so the, the first one I, hasn't even I happened yet first one hasn't even happened I
0: saw on uh, someone else's post on Instagram I can't remember what it was but I kind of just I skipped past it but then the comment on the picture was still on screen and it was like Oh man, uh, see at that tilt thing. Oh like, cool! Oh, look at that! I know what that is. Oh nice!
2: That's good to hear. Um, so yeah, like we have to try and build a reputation over the next few months. Get really good acts in and get have people going. You know what? I can discover new acts if I go along to mm. to tilt every month. So you're going to be doing this for the next 25 years? Probably. Yeah. I'm gonna go. All right, I'm gonna go too. Cool. Oh, you're gonna go to to tilt no like I'm leaving oh you're leaving now. I'm leaving here do you want yeah. me to continue on on my own I would like that yeah okay Um. right okay so next on this week's PDF Pocket Hole podcast sound effects it's why you fail sound effects oh no podcast.
0: Podcast.
1: sound effects you're a loser
0: podcast. Podcast. sound effects it's why you fail Wow. Wow. What an age we live in. Podcasts. 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 Mm. <laughs> podcasts. You this is what podcasts are. Just it's people great. saying podcast over and yeah. over. I'm really getting the hang of this now. Yeah, this yeah. This is great. It's funny because at the start you might think, oh I'm talking at my hole. Yeah. But then you realise after a while, oh
2: that's the whole point. Yeah. But, but you see, I'm not I'm not used to this format at no, all. Yeah, because ra- like radio is, is very structured.
0: I would love to see you come on a Sunday and just say radio.
2: Radio <laughs> Radio. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great. Here's a song, <laughs> podcast, podcast. No, yeah, it's it. it I, I, yeah, it, at the start of this, I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah, it's, what is going on? This guy was normal a few minutes ago, and now he's turned into some beast. Well, the David yeah. Bowie thing. If I could just go back to that, though. <laughs> really, you shouldn't
0: have said that. To be honest, I've said worse. I think I've said worse. Well, and I figured, once you say one bad thing, in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah, it's it not even something. a bad thing. It's true. It happened. Says the internet. Says the. Ugh, I, have and to, I have to check Why would out. anyone lie on the
2: internet? Yeah. Why? Well, that is true. I never thought about it like yeah. that. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Is Kain Gwelga who? Yeah, right. okay. it's Fajalum Se Gwelga. On Larry Tusagwelga.
0: Vimea Cúpla Kupla hín I feel a bit bad doing this because it's not just international listeners who won't know what's going on. It's yeah. also like the majority of It's. Irish people.
2: 98% of the population. Yeah. Yeah. I got into radio because I, I can speak Irish. So there Dar- mm. Dar- said, I've been asked to do this 30-minute weekly show on Dublin City FM. Would you help present it with me? And I said, no, because I hate the sound of my voice, <laughs> but I will produce it, so I'll put it all together and you can you can present it. Mm. And he said, fair enough. So the very first show we did, which was live, Dara uh, came in and said, Dave Galer, is Misha Darrow Tuma? Oh, sorry. she's I messed that one up. Sorry. He said, Dave, is Misha Darrow Tuma? August is eight shot. And then he swung the mic over to me and I glared at him and I was like, and you're live. can break him, life. Yeah. So I had to go, is Misha Sean Barker? And was <laughs> so then the two of us presented the show yeah. for the, the next year and then we moved to Radio Nalifa in uh, December 2009. One of my uh, ex students, he got in touch with me to say Claire Canellan, who presented Totally Irish for three years, was leaving and that I should get in touch with Andy Matthews, program director, badgered him with a few emails and he asked me to come in and that's it.
0: So a lot of people listening to this are artists and it's, it's funny because being an artist, it's uh, you don't just make music and then put it out there and then bang, you've got a job. You have to be like a businessman of some sort. So your start, how does that parallel with the people who come on your show artist-wise.
2: Exactly the same. Exactly the same. I in, think a
0: lot of people who are in the throes of it now are wondering, where do I go from here?
2: Well, in in terms of radio, it's probably similar to starting off in a band, i.e. you, you put in like the hard graft, you learn the hard way and you also do it for no money. So, I mean, I didn't get paid in radio for probably the first three years hmm. and then when I did get paid, it was very, very, very little and you're just happy because you're getting paid and I'm sure a lot of artists out there are quite familiar with that. But yeah you you put the hard graft in you put the hard work in and then eventually you get a lucky break as I was and um I got to present totally Irish and I've been done that for the last 10 years but I guess my my advice my motto is like say no to nothing you know give everything a go work your hole off and if if you get the lucky breaks and if if you're slightly talented you 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 might uh, end up doing doing okay so but the, yeah there's a there's a lot there's a lot of acts obviously that would come onto the show and that's they're they're starting off and I think you go through this whole process of being there's an initial thing for an artist of maybe the first two or three years where it's it's a whole new experience and it's really, really enjoyable and it's great and we've put out singles and we've done a few headline gigs and you know everything is mm. great. And people are listening to their music. Who would have thought that people would ever listen to our music? And then they get to a certain stage where they're like, Okay, this is bullshit, this isn't enough. What, what, what are do we doing do now here? Like, why yeah. why are we still doing this like we should be doing so like we're together for three or four years now yeah we should be doing so much better than this and also
0: the weird thing about that bands like Otherkin, The Stripes and The Hot Sprockets they've all kind of dissolved in the past year or two and they've been around for like 10-12 years I just think you can't really have the foresight when you're starting a band to think that you're gonna have to do that for like 10-20 years and no. Just keep going. It
2: becomes a labor of a labor of love, mm. but you you know there's so many acts that are, that are still. I mean, I I, I interviewed Kevin Brain from Kid Karate on last Sunday's show, mm. and Kid Kid Karate are going since 2009, 2010, probably even before that, and it does become this thing. And okay, they're just back from doing a US tour, but it becomes this thing where you know what. I I love the fact that this band that I'm in, we create art and we create this music that I really really enjoy, and that for me is success. I always think that this idea of success is is bullshit, and yeah. it, it's somebody else paints that picture for you. You have to you have to create your own idea of what or your own concept of what success is. And for me, for for uh, most artists, success could be creating music, putting it out there, having people listen to it, and I I know obviously you have to make money from it at some point, and otherwise you ha- you're, you're, you're compromised a little bit. Mm. But if you still enjoy making music and if you still enjoy the art that you're creating, then in some way try and keep it going as much as possible.
0: So you've come across hundreds of artists. At this stage, I'm sure you have a keen eye for an artist who's kind of got it. So, for example, a couple of years ago, this very popular video came out an Irish artist. And it was just kinda of getting a bit of traction. He comes on your show. My uh, my real life brother, Andrew Hosier Byrne, he, he was on your show right before he blew up. My brother. He was your brother? Hosier.
2: Hosier's your brother. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's my brother as well. <laughs> he's like he's everybody's brother.
0: He's everybody's brother spiritually. Yeah. yeah. So when he comes in
2: like who gives you the right to say he's my brother? Because he is my brother. Blood brother.
0: By genetics, yes.
2: By genetics? We have the same mother. You have the same mother? Uh huh. Andrew's your brother? Hosier, yeah. We call him Hosier. You call him Hosier? We call him Hosier, when yeah. When did you start calling him Hosier?
0: <sighs> Probably like six years old. None of this is true. You believe what you want to believe. Well, I will. Hosier's my brother. Okay, and David Bowie's innocent. What was my point? I have I a point? Oh yeah, so Hosier comes on. My brother. Are you
2: actually asking me? Because I, I have like I I don't know what any of your points have been. Mm. Well,
0: so. Hosier comes on. He hasn't quite blown up yet. Yes. What's he doing that gives you the impression like uh, this guy's got it?
2: <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that because there the, there was a guy who used to work in the shell called Shane Prunty, uh-huh. and after Hosier and his bands played and he had a great band, a band with him that night. Jess, Jess Cav was in doing back of vocals and Fika Kinder was on percussion and Shane Prunty who worked in the show with me at the end of them performing Take Me to Church said you know what, that's a really good song like you could be onto something with that song mm. and if you listen back to the interview that I did with him, Hosier is talking about the fact that he's put up Take Me to Church up on SoundCloud and I think it's got like 15,000 streams And he's, like, delighted. He's like, this is incredible, like, 15,000. And it's a beautiful, like, moment because little did he know, four or five weeks later, it's going to be fucking huge. So, I don't know, is there something... No, I wouldn't have, like, listened to Hosier perform that song that night and gone, he's going to be huge. I don't think anybody could have foresaw that. But, yeah, you do get acts coming in and you kind of think, holy crap. Saint Sister, for example, Mm -hmm. were on the show, I think, 2016 and... They played two songs. I, I like to think that um, I'm not an emotional guy, but <laughs> honestly, fuck, it, that was incredible. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, it's just, their music really does something to me that very few other artists' music does. So yeah, there are times when acts come in and you're just blown away and you see pure talent in front of you and you know that they're going to do well, but it takes a lot more than that. You you have to have, It's it's not just about being good musicians or good vocalists, you have to have, the songs. It always comes back to the songs, and if the songs are good yeah. enough, then the rest should take care of itself. And you've got a, a, a bit of cop on yourself. To close off. Jesus, that's don't close off on that note. No, 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 no. Christ on that Almighty, note. let's pick it back up again. Let's <laughs> do more sound effects. Do sound effects. So I said, yeah, I don't, I
1: don't know anything about the podcast that he does. And then one of
2: them, one of them said. Um, He's gonna do a remix
1: of it. Remix. He's gonna do a remix of it. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: yeah, he does remix Remixes, remixes <laughs> of the gas he gets in. Right, and then we all just start <laughs> a laugh, laugh, laugh.
0: A man has two lives. Oh, Christ. <laughs> the second one begins when he realises he only has one. Right. Confucius, the Chinese philosopher.
2: No way. Yeah. Jesus, you are really intelligent. <laughs> How did you know that? It's like a common thing. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I mean, I knew it. I know. Well, I, 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 actually, I actually came up with that myself. So you came up with that? I came well, up with that. Well, then tell me, what does it mean if you came up with it? Well, I was going to ask you. No, <laughs> no, no, no. You came up with it. A man has two lives.
0: And I'll, yeah. t- I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. A very common misconception when yeah. you're a teenager. Yes. You think you're invincible. I have a friend who still thinks he's invincible. You, you drink a lot, you stay up really late, you don't have a sleeping pattern, you don't eat healthy.
2: Oh man, I miss that lifestyle.
0: Then there's a point, and if the point is different in everyone's life, yes. where something happens, and that point is where your second life begins. Something happens that makes you realise, oh shit, I can't do that anymore. Uh, you can. Well, you can, Just not as often. Yeah, like I can't do that with the knowledge of being invincible. Have to do that with the knowledge of I'm going to enjoy this now, and I'm not doing it out of like instinct. Uh, Well,
2: it's like what you were saying about music. Yeah, when you're listening to music at a certain age, you're trying to recapture that joy that you felt when you were younger listening to music. It's the same thing. And then there's a period.
0: Don't know when it happens. Usually, like around your twenties, where you're like, hmm, all music is shit. And then for like three months, you're like, I have nothing to listen to. Yeah. And then you begin your second life. You're like, okay.
2: Ah, hip-hop music actually is good. Yeah. Oh, electronic music
0: is good. Yeah, actually, you know what? The 40s wasn't so bad, Yeah. you know? Early Frank Sinatra.
2: I can actually get this now. When did your second life begin? I wouldn't say it was that long ago. Really, yeah? Yeah, I don't think so, yeah. It was probably... I mean, the thing is, I've always said that 33 for me was an amazing, amazing year. Because it's... I don't know if it's the same for everybody else, but for me, I will never forget it. I had this feeling of still being young and, and being able to feel like you did without that guilt mm, yeah. without feeling like I, I felt invincible and yet i had this level of maturity as well mm. where i kind of knew i was in control of everything and I, man i felt invincible and i swear to god until the day i die i will try and get that and i never will <laughs> but that feeling that i had when i was 33 was yeah. amazing yeah. and it's you know you hear like i'd fucking love to bottle it to answer your question it was probably the following years after that really yeah mm. well wow there's there's not this thing where you suddenly wake up and go Jesus yeah, I'm at well, a yeah. certain age and I but I'm better I, start buying washing powder I'm
0: fascinated, that I'm fascinated in that transition mm. and like where that happens for people because I feel like it gets, it gets older and older as generations go by
2: yeah it definitely does when like, I mean people are getting married nowadays in their like mid 30s whereas years ago yeah. they would have got married in their probably early to mid 20s and they would have had a family and kids by the time they were yeah, yeah. like late 20s so but nowadays people are going we're we're a bit clever. We're like fuck that. Let's try and stretch out this youthfulness crack. as it's much as crack. possible. Like, yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, all of the biggest movies in the cinema are superhero movies. Mm. You know, and it's not kids. Well, I mean, kids go and see it, but yeah, it's adults like adults as well. yeah. trying to hold on to that thing that we're talking about, like with music, yeah. just like trying to get that back. And it's kind of I don't I don't know how I feel about that. I I love the idea of trying to capture that. Like childhood innocence of movies and film or music and everything. But I'm kind of in that transitional phase where I'm like, wait, so do I go back now? Or the way I feel about it is you can take that stuff, but like you recontextualize it. So I, I used to love Fallout Boy God. back in their pop punk days. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not proud of it. No, but where, I'll, nor should you be. I'll listen back to it and I'll be like, wow, this is really terrible. But I'm listening to it in a whole different way. Uh, it's It's not just this sound that comes out that's just like kind of angsty and like cringy and emotional. I'm enjoying this for a whole different reason now. I enjoy that recontextualization just as much as the kind of innocence of not knowing what's going on when I'm a kid
2: the The thing that i I found fascinating is that all through your teenage years and your twenties, you're thinking, man, I'm always gonna feel like this, and when when I get to a certain age maybe in my 30s and 40s I'm not going to be one of these guys who's like oh, I'm all old now mm. but you've no choice in the matter yeah. you know you've absolutely no choice and you do get to like an, an age where you suddenly realise that um, you're not as youthful as, as you used to be it's, it's a hard thing to to come to terms with Do you mean with. physically or No I mean, this is why you see so many guys in their 30s and 40s like turning into health freaks. Yeah. And they end up being like in a much better state than they were in their 20s (laughs) when they were out partying from Friday till Monday morning. Yeah. and
0: sure all the billionaires want to live forever. You know, they're all invested. (laughs) Do you know about this? Jesus. (laughs) Do you? Or do you think I'm just making this up?
2: No, you haven't made anything up yet. Run. <laughs> billionaires, in... it's it's like a huge
0: thing where they're investing in technology for immortality. They all want to live forever because billionaires now, they're in their 20s, like they're tech people. The guy who made Flappy Bird, you know? Yeah, Like God rest his soul. Yeah, He actually didn't commit suicide, I lied about that. What? But But there was fake reports on the internet that he did. Okay. But anyway, Flappy Bird aside... The richest people in the world, you used to have to work up to that point. Now they're just, you make one app. You make Uber, that's it. You're multimillionaire, multi-millionaire. And they're all young and they've got this dichotomy of having this old life. Living the lives of what would normally be like 40-year-old, 50-year-old people. But also being really young. So they're trying to capture this lightning in a bottle, like you're saying. Wow, I'm young and filthy rich. So they're all trying to live forever. Trying to... Like Futurama head in the jars, you know.
1: Mm.
2: Well, Wha- thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up our show for today. Yeah. Thank you so much, Johnny Barker, for coming in. I'm going back to Johnny now. Um, thanks, Mister Pocket Hole. They, they really like when you're calling Mr. Oh, you call me Mister Pocket Hole. I like that one. Yeah, they're a good audience, but they only come out like very seldomly. Yeah, and they have the weirdest sense of humor.
2: Yeah, and the same laugh every time.
0: Mm. No, no, no. They have a few different ones. But you have to say something funny for for that to happen.
2: Okay, what do you call a bagel that can fly? I don't know. A plain bagel. That's good. <laughs> Thank you. I need a boo. I need a boo sound effect. You're a great audience. <laughs> you guys, you're a great audience. Hey, you down the front. Get out of here. Well, tonight has been a real eye opener for me. It's been a ramshackle of a show, I must say. Mm hmm. So, I've um, enjoyed it though. I must thank you very much for inviting me in here. Uh, yeah, yeah. You totally should fine. get a real audience actually, because I would have liked people here to to laugh at my jokes tonight. Yeah, I felt like a, a few of them went over your head a little bit. <laughs> I'll laugh in the post edit.
0: Oh. <sighs> um, so just read that out. Jesus read that out really Christ quick. Almighty. But don't don't I say hello. My code on here. I was about to go. Don't say hello. Just say goodbye. Just change change it all to past tense.
2: Goodbye. My name was. John Barker and you were listening to the Pocket Hole Podcast which was once upon a time the best show in the world we used to have a great show lined up for you today folks but unfortunately the show is all over here's what would have been on the show (laughs) Tuesday evening tomorrow I highly recommend heading to Tilt
0: in the Button Factory it's free admission four great acts very good Irish bands Sink Toy Girl Monkey and Bullet Girl alcohol will be available and the toilets will have a nice brown gentleman who'll make you smell nice for a small fee. No
2: comment. No comment.
1: Welcome to the Pocket Hole Podcast. Sound waves, thoughts in the brain of the human population. <laughs> Welcome to.